Welcome to Level Up. I'm Sherelle. And I'm Danny. And this is the podcast where we talk about health, fitness, and mindset. Here we are wrapping up season two already. It feels like it, it went quick. I mean, when you compare 180 episodes to about 10, <laughs> we're here, but what a season. So much changed in the space of where we started to then, you know, we put pedal to the metal and really ramped it up this season. And I just had such a great time with you. Yeah, I absolutely love podcasting. It's so much fun. But obviously, we're coming to the end of 2023. Uh, and therefore, the end of um, our next season of Level Up. So we're going to be taking a little bit of a seasonal pause. I know um, you guys hate them. <laughs> but uh, it, look, we, we raised the standard last time we had a pause. So um, we won't, I don't know how we'll match the increase. But these tiny little intermissions and breaks allow us to put our heads together and plan the next season and, um, you know, come up with some great content to be able to put out for you guys so that we can keep delivering value. So I'm excited for the break because I know that we get so much space and clarity when we do that. Yeah, we really got to a point where we were kind of burning out almost. I mean, 180 weeks in a row, which I'm Mm. so proud of. And I keep saying it because it's such an amazing effort, but we really had to have a talk and decided, okay, how do we really maximize our resources, take on the listener's feedback, and then be able to deliver something that we are next level proud of? And I think we did that so well. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, feedback's always um, like really appreciated. Obviously, we put our heads together and come up with, um, you know, topics that we like learning about and talking about as well and sharing what we're learning along the way. Um, but, you know, during this break as well, like if if you've got any recommendations or any things you'd love for us to cover, any guests you'd love us to have on as well, um, make sure that you do reach out like through the Instagram and just let us know. But for today, we just wanted to wrap things up, have a little bit of a reflection, uh, and also just share some insight into, you know, a key lesson that Danny and I have learned um, over the last 12 months individually, and just share at the end of a year, which is what we love to do, just to be able to reflect a little bit. Yeah. So uh, there's so many lessons in in everything. And when you asked me this, Sherelle, it's like, what's one key lesson? And I really had to think about this because you and I, and I know a lot of our listeners are the type of people who just don't quit and don't stop. So I feel like we never really get to a point where we stop learning and stop growing. Um, But I'm happy to get into it. I I think my biggest lesson this year was, and I know it sounds a bit cliche, but communication. And I've known that, you know, you hear it, power of communication, communication is key. You hear it all the time. Until you make big errors and go, oh, no, that was an error based on my communication. And I think the best way to learn is through errors. And that was definitely one of my biggest learning or biggest lessons this year. Um, Because, you know, as I said, we're doing a lot of different things. But as our businesses grow, you know, we need to expand or we meet new people Mm. and My biggest struggle was just trying to get what was in my brain, in my head, into a language to another person so then they can take action and the right action. But I think the the mistake was me assuming that people think the same as me. And I know you would have this as well. When you're a leader, there's no blueprint. So we have to try to get that that message and that blueprint that's in our head into a way that someone else can understand. 
And talking to IT people, man, they're so literal. Like doing the the app development and, you know, it's just been really cool to have to practice learning different languages based on each people because English is the language that we're speaking, but then it's like IT English, you know, layman's English, scientific English. There's so many different versions of that. So that was one of my biggest lessons, just realizing, hey, you really need to solidify your communication skills. Mm. Was there anything for you that like helped you? There was probably like hundreds of tiny little micro things that helped you, I guess, like learn that lesson and come to that realization. But was there any, is there anything that sort of stands out that sort of really ingrained that into you to be able to learn that? Well, it did get to the point where across a few different avenues, and and this might've been a part of me where I was probably a little bit too nice in Mm. a sense where it was something was important to me and whether this is staff or contractors or you know you might hire someone for a website or just any job and sometimes if you're a nice person you don't want to feel like you're cracking the whip on people that's me anyway you know I don't want to be too hard because I know some people don't respond well to direct communication so I think at the start of the year which I'm a changed woman now my communication was not direct enough and then what that meant was you know, I wasn't hurting anyone's feeling because my my thing that was in my head, oh, if if I come across direct, I'm going to sound mean, harsh, people get offended. But it's actually the opposite because if you're too fluffy with your communication, then they don't think it's urgent, things are missed, and then you're going to end up having to do more work anyway because when you get something back and you're not happy with it because you weren't clear and, and direct, it causes more work anyway. And then they feel like their work's not good enough and it becomes a bit of a cycle. And this kept happening. So I've really had to practice not only being direct in language, but then also I'm going to say micromanaging because there's such a stigma around micromanaging that it's bad, but it's actually not. Because again, if you're a leader, there's no blueprint. You're trying to create teams or create a vision that's in your mind you need to double check and triple check Mm. until it is happy. I I don't know if you go through that or do you find yourself having to overlook everything or do you have a position where you can go, nope, that's so-and-so's role. I don't have to double check anything. Mm, Really good question. I've frigging definitely learned this lesson the hard way as well, Danny. I feel like that was my 2022 big slap in the face. Every year we get a big slap in the face for something, right? Um. For me, I completely read because I'm very direct naturally. And like you said, some people don't love that. But I learned that there's a difference between clearness and directness. There's a very big difference. And I think it's it, Brene Brown, like clear is kind, right? Direct sometimes can be triggering for people because they think rather than you asking, you're telling or you're judging or like you said, you know, when you're like, well, what do you think? Like that can come across in so many different ways, kind of. Well, what do you think? oh, well, what do you think? Like how we say something is so important. Where we add a pause in changes everything. So I think it's so different like in the digital world, but a model of leadership that I friggin' love, it goes, I do, I do with you, you do with me, you do. 
So we, we can't cheat any of those. So first I do. So like I do it, I practice it, I showcase it, I role, role model it. And then I do it with you, which is what probably what you're talking about, micromanaging. Like I do it with you. It feels like you're doing the whole thing, but you're <laughs> it's not for to get the job done. It's actually to teach competence in them, right? And then you do with me. So then you give them a bit more and be like, you come back and bring this to me, right? Like you show me how it's done and then you course correct. And then you do. And that process for individuals can take months or years it just sort of depends on the competence of the person but that's something I found because yeah like it's really exhausting if you feel like you've got to do everything all of the time and sometimes you just have to create safe spaces for people to fail that don't have massive impacts because like you're saying when the when the outcome has like a big impact if it's not done correctly they're not the things that you want anyone to skip like that can't have the capacity to do so so I don't I don't know if that makes sense but I I think I think it sort of depends I've definitely learned that like communication is honestly the bread and butter of anything that's that's going well is like how well the people on the inside can communicate and work together yeah and just (laughs) I know it sounds bad but not trusting anyone in Mm. a sense like you, I trusted a lot of people who claimed to be experts at what they were doing. And, and again, this is on a scale and this is just my experience. I know your app's up and thriving, but far out, like we went to a really big company in a sense. And then it's like, we still had areas where we had to almost overlook them. And it was kind of like, well, you're the one who's meant to teach me. I don't know coding. I don't know any of this stuff. So I found it interesting, but then it was actually when we had, we had Kayla, you'd seen us at the gym and that was amazing. And because she's so successful in her industry, my ears were just open to anything that she had to say. And it was really nice that she did sort of sit me down and say, Danny, like you have to remember there are leaders and there are workers. As a leader, you cannot expect your workers to think like you. They're there to do their job and you're there to oversee. So don't feel guilty if you have to double check and micromanage in a sense because they want to be led by you. And I just felt that so reassuring because I did have a lot of self-doubt or second guessing, well, why do I feel like I have to just double check everything that's going on? Um, But it's good to know in a sense that it never ends. You know, even if you scale your business to hundreds of millions of dollars, like what she did, you know, there's still those fundamental things that will never, ever, ever disappear in business as a leader. Um, So I found that really cool as well. And just allowed me to realize that, that I was on the right path with all of that. And reassurance is so nice, isn't it? It's just like someone gives you a bear hug and you're like, I felt warm and fuzzy, but then also I'm like, damn, so this is never going to end. Like there's no situation in which I'll have to stop doing this. No, it doesn't. I think as well, like something that, um, you know, we've done a lot of sort of work in is, is creating spaces that you can teach people initiative and leadership. Um, it's really difficult because like you said, if you're, if you're on that scale, like you're not, you, you, you might not um, be teaching everyone how to have initiative and what leadership is. And something I took for granted so much is all my experience prior to getting in business, all my experience with study, all my experience, like going through uni, all my experience, like working in leadership and hospitals, like all of those things that I was like, oh, this body of work 
has compounded now. You know, this is why I've got these traits. It's not like I was born with them. None of us are. None of us are born with those traits, right? We, our prior experiences compound them and we take that stuff for granted, right? Like we take that for granted. Like uni and postgrad and freaking nursing was some of the hardest freaking years of my life, right? Whereas now I feel like I've got those skills, but I also acknowledge that not everyone's had that experience. So therefore people haven't had to learn. I feel like our generation, like every generation seems to be getting it a little bit, not easier, but it's different, right? Like what our parents had to go through is very different to what our upbringing was and and, and our grandparents, like everything has a different level of hard. And I feel like our generation got the last level of hard. We're like, you know, I had to apply for, heaps of jobs and not be guaranteed anything whereas now there's jobs everywhere right like the it's so different these days and that's something that I took for granted for a long time was like oh these traits that I can can proudly say that I have um I I it's taken a decade to build them right all that prior experience and the same with you like all that prior experience that's what's actually compounded so that you can lead and see the contrast that you've got yeah definitely so yeah that was and we are mindful not to turn this into a complete podcast episode. I can feel myself going that way. So I will handball <laughs> over to you. But um, And one last point on that, I suppose, communication mixed with leadership, but not everyone wants to be a leader. So mm-hmm. I need to stop thinking that everyone wants to be in, you know, the position that we're in. Some people just love clocking on, clocking off. Mm-hmm. Tell them what to do in a nice way. They do their work, then they go not have to worry about work where we Mm. never switch off. So you can understand where some people actually just want to work for a set amount of time. They don't, not everyone wants to build an empire. Totally. Not everyone wants what you want, vice versa for everything. Right. I love that. I think that's so important to acknowledge for everything. Um, no, I love that. So I always want that to be mine, but it's, I won't, I won't. Like I said, that was a slap in the face last year for me. Mine, um, like from, I guess my lesson, from 2023 for me, the biggest lesson I've had is that everything comes in seasons and sometimes you don't get to pick what season you're coming into as well. And I think often we try to forecast and predict um, so much ahead. It's like, have the five-year plan or like, what are you doing for holidays at this time? Blah, blah, blah. Like we try to forecast and predict what season we're going to go into. And look, for some people that might be um, okay. But I feel like for a lot of business owners, especially in those first couple of years, it's not, it's like you actually never get to choose when you're busy, right? Like you, like usually when things are busy, it's like thrown on you at certain times. Um, and sometimes not always a good thing either. It's like sometimes cleaning up mess, but I think for me, it's just realizing what season am, am I in? What two to three things need my immediate attention and deep attention. What else has to go? Like everything else, right? And I think when we look at fitness, like health, relationships, socializing, a lot of those things have honestly had to take the back seat for me at certain periods of, um, of like this year. And in the past, I think I've always tried to like balance a lot of things and be like, no, 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 like I do this. These are my non-negotiables, blah, 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 blah. The old, you know, comp prep really comes out and tries to just nail everything. And I think I've just learned that I just don't know if it's realistic. Like when you're trying to put a hundred percent into something, some areas have to take the back seat and your back seat is probably still fine. I think that's reassurance I'm giving myself, but that's for me is like knowing what season you're in, what season you're moving into and being okay with that. And then just having the areas that you really want to focus on in that season and acknowledging what areas need to take the back seat or go. And then 
bleeding off from, from what you said, like communicating that with the people around you, like what season mm. you're in, um, being able to do that. How do you navigate? What if everyone in your team is in a different season? Some want to be social, but you want to hustle, but then the other person wants to travel. Like, have you been in that situation or do you kind of collectively as a team go through it together? Yeah, I think I think that's a big part of culture, to be honest. Can't have that. <laughs> can't, like, have can't have that. what? We can't have like everyone. It depends on what you're sort of referring to. I think there's, there's two things, actually. One, the first thing is, I got the freaking fortune to meet Gary B this year. Can I just yeah. take the moment to say I got to sit down with Gary B and it was freaking epic. And I spoke to him about, um, I asked, I can't remember how we got onto the conversation, but one thing he sort of like directly and like, like impromptly said was around, you can't expect your staff and your employees to work as hard as you. It's not going to. Same what Kayla said. Yeah, like don't. It's a people it's a, have it's the a same privilege. Message. Yeah, but he's like it's a it's a privilege expectation. I wasn't I wasn't even speaking to that either. But he was basically saying like unless you're going to give a percentage of your company away, you will always work the hardest in the room. Don't you dare think that you can't do that. And I was like, of course. Like when he says that, I'm like, of course. Like you know, I'm going to do 100 hour fortnights. Like everything dilutes from that. So you better believe the leader leads needs to do the most, right? Yeah. So I think. When you're collectively, like when you have a culture where it's like we're in this together, you know, and I need your help, like I need I need us to be in this season, um, I think it's received a lot differently versus like do this, do that and trying to delegate because it's a collective vision that creates a culture, not just one person that sees something, it's collective. So I think for me when you've got like a small group, it's possible to do. I don't know about the next level, I'm not at that. But when you've got like a small collective team, I feel like that's, that's culture and that's um you know and that's that's community and that's being able to do it together and it's definitely the case with Luke and I it's like we know collectively what season of life we're in what season of life we're not in at the moment and maybe what that looks like in the future so yeah it's going to be different and obviously you're going to have the macro and the micro of that too um and I do think you know there is it's important to still of course like have some form of balance and you know make sure that you're looking after yourself like I'm not saying you know toxic hustle culture is the way to go but I'm just saying like it's okay at periods of time to work seven days a week like it's okay to push yourself it's okay to do those things um for seasons like know that there's breaks coming so that's just been my my lesson is like pushing seasons and you know when when I can take the foot off the pedal I can do you know what I mean like that's okay too like when the rest comes make sure you take it um because that's something I've been like oh I better just do something today and it's like no no if the if the season is ending like allow yourself to relax and have that time off because another season will come along Absolutely. And the language that you use around seasons is nice because we know that seasons change. Whereas Mm. if you start to get stuck in a mindset, let's just say you're working super hard towards something. If you don't give it a language that allows you to know it's going to end, it can be very full on and you can burn out because in your mind you go well this when's this going to end but then if you're saying seasons you go okay I'm just in this season the end's going to come maybe I don't know when yet but soon it's going to change so that's really cool how you use that language around it just for some reassurance that hey it's not forever it's just a snapshot in time of what I have to do right now 
Mm, totally. And look, that relates to everything and everyone, right? It's definitely not just professional life. It's personal life. It's relationships. It's hobbies. It's fitness. It's preps. It's it's everything. It's like everything has to have seasons because if we ever get the sniff or the sense that we're doing something really challenging and difficult for a long period of time, it's honestly one of the biggest reasons why people just drop off and stop being compliant is because we know we can't withstand that level of discomfort for that period of time. So yeah, I feel like I have to mentally be like, this is a season, this too shall end. <laughs> the sun will rise tomorrow. Um, yeah. And th- that's what honestly helps um, any any challenging period. Yeah, you can tell that both you and I have been in a working season because both of our lessons were heavily work-related. You yeah. know, language and seasons can be universal across relationships, hobbies, this and that, but we straight went mm. to work and business because that's where, that's where we've been at. So how are you going to know when your season is changing or... Does Mm. it just start to happen? Like, how does the change happen? I can feel the season changing, which is so nice. (laughs) I can feel it changing. Just, I feel like I I can, I don't know. When you're, I'm a bit, like I never used to identify as a visionary, but I am a hard visionary that I can feel things before they happen and I don't know why. Um, And I just know that the last season has been quite long. Um, I had a little break and I was like, here it is. Oh, no, we're back on a new season. (laughs) So I I can just see this season coming to an end, which is I love end of year time. It's a great time to reflect. It's a great time to wind down. Um, And I'm looking forward to Christmas and being able to have some time with family and friends and give my, my body and my mind a bit of a break too so I can feel it I can sense it I don't know if you're in that sort of I don't know if you've got that season coming to a close too I reckon I'm in it I went to a concert last night on a Thursday I just like saying yes to the most random activities that I have not done for for four or five years you know so I'm definitely in that season but um, it just happens organically Mm, you just start feeling different about things and you go you know what I am gonna do that thing normally I'd say no but fuck it like let's just go with it love it in your era in your era (laughs) don't know what it is but maybe a midlife crisis quarter life crisis who knows but it's a good time yeah we'll go with it we'll go with it so yeah Yeah. as I mentioned like even just winding things down now um even for you guys, like I'm not sure if either of our learnings from this year has resonated, but even think for you, like what's the biggest thing that stands out for me? What am I going to learn from this? And I think you can even hear in our sort of reflections, like these things that we reflect on, they 100% change our course and our actions. Like you better believe that we do things differently based off, um, you know, the things that we've gone through over the last 12 months as well. So hopefully you can take some space for yourself to be able to make sure you can identify you know, what lesson you've learned, what stands out to you and what you want to do moving forward to make sure that 2024 is, uh, you know, a successful year. Yeah. And thank you uh, for everyone with your patience during the first break. I have a feeling this break won't be as long, but um, it's been really nice to get messages from you guys saying that you're noticing the, the effort that we're putting in. And, you know, we love this, but then we also love interacting with all of you guys. And we look forward next year to bringing in some more amazing guests and different topics and continue to share what we're learning as we're going because you know a lot of it we're just winging it so (laughs) it's really cool to be able to just be ourselves and have so many people come along for the ride yeah absolutely so as always guys if you did enjoy this one (laughs) 
this little <laughs> impromptu one. Um, make sure you do again, share it. The only way our podcast grows is through word of mouth. So make sure that you're um, sharing the love and, you know, also going back, there's hundreds of episodes there for you guys to binge on. And if you've listened to them all, kudos to you. But if you haven't, um, I'm sure there's some more in there as well. And we will be back before you know it. See you in season three.